0: Welcome to the VoiceOver Insider Podcast, where we discuss all things to help you build your voiceover momentum. Thanks for joining us today. I'm Gary McFadden, the co-host of the podcast, along with Julie Williams. Hey, today I'm talking with Don Barnes, someone who's become well-known as a biotechnical expert, especially in the area of using the isotope product, Rx. In fact, he's known as the father of our, the RX feature called Mouth the Click. If you want to learn more about that, you can check it out in our interview with Don in episode 64 of this podcast, which was way back in November of 2020. Don Barnes, welcome back to the VoiceOver Insider podcast. Oh,
1: thanks for having me. I can't believe it's been three years-ish <laughs> since the last time we talked, but uh, I'm still kicking, you're still kicking, and uh, we're going to have a good time here.
0: Yeah, like my brother-in-law says, I'm I'm still on the right side of the dirt.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're going to keep it that way, best we can.
0: Okay, so before we get into discussing some new features of Isotope RX, while I was on YouTube looking for anything you've recently posted, I ran across a number of videos from probably a decade ago where you were teaching concepts such as musicality and dance fundamentals. How did you move from musical tutorials to becoming a recognized voiceover tech guy?
1: Well, it's it, basically I've been recording, so it's kind of the reverse. Where I had been working in a recording studio when I was about nineteen, learned to cut master records back in Detroit from an ex Motown mastering engineer, and I, be, I I was working to be a musician full time. And at that point, I watched hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of of gigs where i was playing music and watching people dance and i kept telling my wife and everyone around me someday i'm going to learn to dance and in my 40s i did go ahead and learn to dance and i it so happened that somebody i knew from uh those some things i had done in tech in my 30s was a salsa instructor and she taught me how to dance salsa and then i became an instructor and the thing that frustrated me was there's a bunch of people that dance. I was a, a musicians are among the worst dancers just to get that up front. <laughs> and, and then so, but I'm watching all these other dancers and, uh, they could, they had some great movement, but they didn't have the music and people kept asking me, they go like, are, do you know anything about this? And the instructor that I was working with knew that I had been a musician full time, so she kept asking me questions and it just, I ended up teaching for her classes, how the music worked taught her how the music worked. And then because I live here in LA, I started going to a dance studio to learn and I got to know some of the instructors. And here in LA, there's some world-class instructors. And I ended up teaching dancers that are out on tour with uh, major artists here in LA, how the music works so that they could do a better job uh, working with the music. And so it it was a very serious hobby. I got paid a lot of money to help uh very high level dancers like i was never a great dancer still i'm decent but i'm not great but it's uh but i do understand the music at a very very deep level so it was kind of a side trip in the middle of my uh you know my overall many many different jobs i've had over the years
0: interesting So, you and your son, Donnie, have structured a series of video courses about a couple of pieces of software, including the Studio One DAW and various flavors or editions of Isotope RX. Those courses are housed on your VO Jumpstart website, which we'll talk about a little later. I don't know how many voice talent are using Isotope RX on a regular basis, but I think it's probably the software mentioned most often on the various forums, if you're not discussing one DAW versus another. Now I mentioned your involvement with Mouth De Click a moment ago, but you've been a, you've had a long history with RX, haven't you?
1: Yeah, it's so bizarre. I started with version two. I think it was I want to say it's 2012. Uh, so we're 10 years in at this point. I ended up becoming a beta tester in version three. I met the lead developer, the gentleman who had written the the uh, original declicker, who wrote the original denoisers. He was he was the core. He's still there today, and I met him during uh, RX4 after the beta for 3 had concluded and the beta for 4 and I started talking to you about these problems I've had with my wife's voice we were doing audiobooks at the point and I'm spending hours and even though I had RX3 at that point I was using the classic declicker in a way that most people didn't use and he was kind of impressed and I think he was like wow this guy's a nut in terms of I was taking four to six passes between the mouth declicker and there's something called decrackle and I had figured out some ways to finesse the tool to do what I needed to cut out my wife's uh, mouth noise okay and he was so blown away by all the work I was doing because I had to take multiple passes and if I show somebody they're like oh man that's crazy Uh, but worked really, really well. And based on those, so I'm showing him, and he said, hey, can I have some copies of your wife's voice? I said, sure. And so he took my wife, I call her Patient Zero. She used to hate that. She's fine with (laughs) it now, but um, he took her voice and he came back to me about three months later. And he said, hey, check this out. And he gave me this little piece of software that I installed in my copy of RX, and it had no sliders. It just had three little number boxes. And I could type numbers in there and he'd say, here, put this one, this one, this one in there. And I'd go, man, that's awesome. What? A... And so then management didn't think it was gonna be a big deal. So I thought it was gonna come out maybe with RX 5. And then in RX 6, he premiered, it came out and I, behind the scenes, I had been working with it for about 18 months and talking with him. And he used my wife's voice as the original. Then he used my voice as the second. And then then they generalized it and ran it over hundreds of voices to make sure that it worked. Mm -hmm. Uh, So my wife's patient zero, I'm patient one, and then hundreds of others. And then they've improved it since then. So I consider myself the grandfather because Alexei is the father of it who actually did all the work, all I was and still am. I'm the complainer-in-chief. Oh, okay. Good title. I just complained to him (laughs) (laughs) a lot. But nicely, he's a great guy, really, really, I mean, a, a total genius and uh, and so humble and, and you know. But once I showed him the problems, then he got excited about it because I don't think people bring him. Yeah, anyway, it's, he's a geek. He's a great geek. He's a really great guy who loves to do this stuff. And he wanted to have a solution. And the Mouthy Clicker was born because of those conversations.
0: Boy, I, I know uh, a number of people that uh, that's probably probably their primary tool in uh in rx is is the mouth click
1: yep it's there's a, i've heard that a, a bunch of people have said hey i'd pay full price for rx just for the mouthy clicker yeah because it's that valuable to them Yep, and uh you know i don't know there are other tools on the market but there's nothing like the mouthy clicker and then the other tools that have they're it's insanely uh solid battle tested and for sure it's the number one tool among voiceover and narrators for post-production and then if People are sending in things, and their engineer is using it. I don't know any pro engineer that isn't using RX as part of their toolkit. They may have some other things as well, but their but RX is going to be the core of their toolkit, and it really helps almost anybody sound better. Yeah. So yeah, everyone's using it, even the people sending in quote raw. I have. I should just. Here's an aside. I have people that have to send raw audio in for a hundred different reasons, both the publishers and voiceover, and they still in the background run the mouthy clicker because it's so transparent that they can get away with it. And they don't want to, why does their client want to hear mouth noise? And as long as it's transparent, right? they use it.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, it makes sense. I mean, I, I think, uh, any engineer is going to, to value a piece of, uh, of audio that, that has you've at least taken the the mouth clicks out of.
1: Yeah, and since that tool does such a good job transparently when, I mean, you could overuse it, but boy, do you have to go crazy. Yeah. I mean, that's the funny thing about it. It's one of the few tools in the toolkit that people could go harder than they think and it's still transparent. And there are other tools, if they did that same thing, yeah, man, it would destroy your audio or be very obvious that you've done something. Mm -hmm. So it works very, very well for just such a crazy number of people across the wide spectrum that it's uh, pretty wild.
0: So it seems like Isotope comes out with a new version of RX just about every year or two. And while it's a marvelous piece of technology, it isn't inexpensive. Uh, A question I see repeated often in the forums is, do I need to upgrade to the latest Rx? Some people are still using version 6 or version 7, and Isotope recently introduced version 10. If I haven't upgraded from one of those earlier versions, what am I missing that I should regard as a must-have tool in the newest version?
1: Well, if someone's still on Rx6, man, I'd go to 10 as soon as I could. Uh, There's been tweaks in terms of the internal code that's running, for both the, for example, even the mouthy clicker and their denoisers, they've just been improved since then. There's also some productivity enhancements in terms of the way, module chains and batch processes. So they have two tools just for an overview, that allow you to be more productive and set up chains where with one click you can run two or three processes, all at once with a single click. And they've just upgraded the productivity end of it. There's some some tools that run much faster these days. Uh, So I wouldn't, so here's the generalization. You can skip almost every other version that, that they come out with and still do great. If I was on version six or seven, I definitely would upgrade to version 10. If I'm on eight, well then at that point, the core tools that we use, if you're in your own studio, have not changed enough to justify, in my mind, the the price of the update okay and then the exception of that is if you're a voiceover artist that records on the road or in other studios or in other places then that's a whole different animal because they have made big advances in the tools that i would use I'd be, pe let me back up people send me really tough stuff anymore like usually they'll send me things that other engineers have given up on and, I'll, and, and they'll ask me if I can save it, especially if it's for something that they can't reproduce. It was an interview or a voiceover that for whatever reason is not reproducible, and so I'll get that call. Well, the advanced tools that are available and the advanced versions are so much better that, yeah, if somebody's not recording in their own studio, then having the advanced tools are really, really helpful in the current versions just because my adult son records in, in hotels at points because of, he's a sports broadcaster, and when he's on the road, he still has to put out VO, and he can do some things in really crappy spaces that he wouldn't do in his own space. He's got a great studio, but when he's on the road, he can use RX to, to actually put out production quality audio. He has to work harder because he has to do a couple special things and run the high-end tools but his clients do not know he's on the road. And yes, it takes him longer because he has extra steps and it changes for every environment. But the, the the newer versions and the advanced version are for those people who are on the road or not in their own studio all the time or happen to be working with somebody else's audio. Okay, if You're working with your own audio, you can skip every other version without any problem. You could even be back at version eight, and that still wouldn't necessarily justify going to ten if it's your own stuff in your own studio. And then, if you get outside of that nice place that you've constructed to record, then you then you know you'll want to look at upgrading.
0: You were just talking about the advanced version mm-hmm. for the for the uh, the average uh, person uh, not running out to uh, try to record in hotel rooms, but but uh, me in my own space, I don't really need the, uh, the advanced tools set? No.
1: In fact, I always tell people, if, if you're not recording in some other, like if you have a nice space, reasonable, it doesn't even have to be perfect, a reasonable space, you can do everything you need to do with uh, RX Standard. That's the place you need to get to. Elements is not enough. Standard is the gold sweet spot. And advances for if people that are running around recording in multiple locations or working with somebody else's audio. That'll be the summary on that.
0: Okay. So something that's often said by uh, coaches and VO technical people is that a voice talent should do everything possible to produce clean audio at the source and then depend on tools such as RX to fix uh, their less than sterling results. You deal with audio files from hundreds of different sources. What are two or three things that you hear on a regular basis that a voice talent should be doing to produce, or could be doing, to produce better audio in the first place?
1: Uh, Mic placement's critical. The setup is critical. So you're going to end up with a space that has decent room treatment. Your mic placement can make a huge difference if I'm too close to a mic, and it depends on the type of mic I'm using. I see people misusing shotgun mics, for an example, they're they're worried about, but where they would be better off tweaking their space out, saving the money on a high-end shotgun, tweaking their space out where possible. So a combination of mic placement, mic quality, and room treatment, they can solve a lot of issues. And even with that, they can make their audio even better when they're using RX. And do note, I fully agree with these people uh, the number one thing is performance. I know, you know, you and I are talking here about all this tech stuff. I made my living as a musician, as a young guy and all the tech is there to support your performance. Sure. But what I don't want is if I had a brother that had my same voice and we were competing for jobs and what comes down to my brother has cleaner audio overall but we voice roughly the same. There's trade-offs, there's never, it's never exactly the same. But if the, if the person who's hiring kind of goes, well, you know, Gary's stuff comes in so much cleaner than Don's, it's just less work, then you're gonna get the job. So I want, anytime it's marginal, I wanna win because my tech stuff is good. But let's be really clear, the tech stuff is only here to support your performance and I do think it's one of the weird things that I have a different perspective on it than most of my peers that are the tech guys. There's some really great guys and gals that are out there that are doing tech work these days. But I have noticed over time, we look at it differently. They're looking at the numbers. I, I respect the numbers. I'm very big on what they should be and where they are. I use the tools to gauges. But the number one thing is our performance is the most important thing. The tech is a support. But you know, if I'm driving a great car and I have crappy tires, um, then the car is not going to perform up to its potential. If I have bald tires, old tires that are not gripping the road well. Mm -hmm. So you want both and everybody can have both and they, you want, but your performance is where we're going. And my job that I see is how do we get the tech out of the way so that your voice comes through, but you know. Just because I want to have the cleanest, I, I, I like, for example, I don't want natural sound. I want the best sound I can get out of a voice any more than most, most uh, people that wear makeup. I don't wanna look like a clown if I'm wearing makeup. And I did a, I did a thing where I was like uh, on camera and they put makeup on me. And I'm looking in the mirror going, eh, that seems like a kind of a lot there. That's a little more than I would ever do in public. Right. And yet I saw the thing after it was done and I looked normal under the camera. Right. And I just, it didn't look like I had makeup on, mm-hmm. but I didn't, it, you know, my forehead wasn't shiny and things like that. So it's similar to that kind of concept. We use the minimum amount of processing, but everything we do is designed to make us sound comfortable, normal, uh, just, something I want people to think I just rolled out of bed and recorded something and it sounded great but there's a lot of care that goes into uh, women will tell you this all the time that that do all this makeup stuff they do a lot of work to look natural right okay I mean I can't believe how much my wife will do to look she looks great and it's you know comfortable but she doesn't look like a clown type thing where it's too much and that's our job in terms of all this tech stuff support the performance sound like it's unprocessed, but, uh, I will say the one thing that almost everybody should do, if they're going to have production quality, they'll have a good compressor running on their voice. It almost, I mean, it's just to, to go without a good compressor is kind of crazy. Mm. There's it's, there, that's one of the, one of my little secret sauce things about that. It should be running on everybody from a production point of view. That doesn't mean if I, if I do not, <laughs> don't misunderstand me. Don't send in something that's compressed. If, if it's going to go to someone that wants totally raw. Right. Okay. So, but if they want something produced or something that sounds great, good compressors is just like concealer for makeup where it conceals something. It's like good hair color where nobody knows. It's like the person that had braces when they were younger and they just look normal today. You don't even think about it. Mm -hmm. So that's a a good compressor is, is one of the kind of secret sauces that almost all engineers use.
0: Now, in uh, supporting the performance, as you were just talking about, uh, do you offer a service where someone can send you uh, two or three minutes of audio and and say, "This is this is my room. This is what I'm doing," and uh, can you tell me what the RX settings are that I should be using?
1: Yeah, I do that. And matter of fact, I I actually got myself into trouble a little bit with doing that. I've been doing that for a few years. I have something called Expert Ears, and. The biggest problem I've had with it is that it gets overused. Uh, It's just been, it blew me away in terms of the response that I've gotten. Hmm. Had way too much stuff come in. So I'm actually reworking that right now. And by the time this is live, you'll probably find that there's a new service on my site. It'll be on uh, vojumpstart.com. And it evaluates people's rooms, but I'm going to put a small fee on it. It's going to be like I haven't decided. It's either going to be nine ninety seven or four ninety seven or seven ninety seven. It's going to be under ten dollars, only because I've gotten blown away over the last year. And what happens is then people think I'm a flake because I get too many at once. Right. Because I've been doing it for free, and I just decided. You know what? If it isn't worth ten bucks for someone to get an evaluation from somebody who's done this for years, then they're probably not going to listen to my recommendations anyway. So I'm reworking all that right now. By the time this goes live, uh, it's it's called Expert Ears. And if you're on vojumpstart.com, you'll see it pop up there. Right now it's on another site. I have two sites and we've already internally discussed. You know what? We're gonna combine all those into one. So I'm moving all my branding to vojumpstart and everything will be there. And it's, uh, it's been free. For the last couple of years but wow but i've had this minor problem i have not been able to get to everybody who has responded to it so i kind of stopped advertising for it i mean a few other people will tell people but even with nobody telling anybody quote unquote even without me marketing it directly it's just been way overblown in terms of the numbers trying to take advantage because too many people who i've already worked with are telling too many other people and i realized you know what i can't keep up yeah so that's, it's, I do offer that service, but it's gonna be a whop, and, and it is one of those things. And uh, people are spending on, they'll go to Starbucks and spend an extra 10 bucks or five bucks on, on, on their drink of choice. Um, I've done that, almost everybody's done that. And we go out and, and I just decided, you know what? I'm gonna put just a nominal fee on it, just enough to cut the people. And hopefully if I can cut it down by just a third, then I'll be able to keep up and and, and anyway, I got some cool things. I think people are going to be really wild about what they're going to get for their 10 bucks. Oh, yeah. But, uh, and it may be less. <laughs> I haven't figured out the price.
0: With, with your background, I'd, I'd think that uh, 29.95 would be a, a fair price point.
1: Yeah. My goal is to help the most people possible. And I'd like, I'd like to think my perspective on being a performer first helps me be a lot more balanced about the tech stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to get people to use more tech unless I think it's going to help. And I want my people that have worked with me to be booking more than when they work with anybody else. It's my aspirational goal. That doesn't mean there aren't some great people out there, but I want them booking more work, and I have the background to help them do that. And I'm not trying to make money on that, sir. I wasn't, you know, when I started it, I wasn't trying to make money on that. It's a service, but I just have too much demand for it, so it'll start at under ten dollars. And it might go to thirty bucks someday. Mm-hmm. But for now, that's our next plan just because zero, you know, no charge. I I just wasn't able to keep up. And then it creates the 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 negative of, hey, Barnes is a flake, which right. is not really true. But in this case, I could see where they could make that case based on how I've not been able to get to everybody. So if you're one of those, I apologize.
0: <laughs> I am not. <laughs> but there might be a listener out there. <laughs>
1: yeah but somebody listening you know probably sent something in and and i wasn't able to respond and and yeah they got the automated message but i just got overblown and so uh, i'm so i'm solving that okay and that's yeah now that's the tech life though and it's the kind of problem we all want to have like my goal is that everyone i work with has too many clients coming to them and saying hey can you can you do this voiceover for us can you do this audiobook for us and them having to say you know i'd love to but um Right now, I'm just too busy with all the current ones, and I can do it, but it'll take me whatever amount of time. Right. Or you're just working your rear end off because you have enough work. And uh, that's my job is to help people book jobs. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm not trying to do tech stuff.
0: Okay. Well, we'll watch. We'll watch for that service. And again, it's called Expert Ears.
1: It's called Expert Ears. Yes. Okay. And then the old one's called that, but I'm moving it from my old site to the new, to the. It'll be on VO Jumpstart, and I predict, uh, what, what's our date today? Today's January the 25th as we're recording this. Uh, I don't know when this will go live. That's up to you. But approximately, I, by the end of February, I'll have that totally live, and I hope
0: before that. Okay? Okay. Sounds good. So you've been running uh, the Isotope Audio Rescue Facebook forum for some time, and you've just started a new forum called VO Tech Simplified. What are your hopes for that new forum is it aimed at a different audience perhaps those just getting into voiceover here's the
1: here's the problem that we all run into in this business nobody cares about my computer nobody cares about uh, how i manage files in the background nobody cares about my interface nobody cares about my mic in terms of they care that i sound good but we have a lot of people in this business and they'll come to me when they're working on rx or we're working on the daw how they're recording and then we realize, well, wait a minute, the mic placement isn't right. The computer they're using isn't strong enough. The monitors, what they're listening on is not strong enough. I get so many questions that have to do with the hardware, mics, computers, uh, interfaces, uh, headphones, right. monitors, you know, for listening and, and screens and things like that, that I realized, you know what, there's a place for a separate group that focuses on that. And then there's overlap between all of them. The RX group has 8,000 people. Wow. And this new tech group, uh BioTech Simplified, I'm on Facebook. I'm really shocked. I've never seen a group go from 0 to 1,000 people in less than a month, and this one did it in about 3 weeks. Nice. And uh I'm really I'm, I'm a little bit uh humbled and blown away at the numbers that have joined us already. And it just has some great conversations and we're learning, but it's focused on places that aren't just the software.
0: I've already been uh, digging around on it and, uh, um, and, and finding some answers to, to problems I've got. So looks looks like a, new, uh, a great new uh, resource.
1: Well, that's the whole idea is to have a resource focused on that stuff in addition to, you know, I mean, I do all the software stuff, but, and there's overlap. You know, there's never a perfect clean break, but you need a foundation. And my job is to make sure that all the tech stuff is foundational, and when it's right, you shouldn't have to think about it. When it's right, you walk in and you do your recordings, and you're focused on your script. You're you're, you're focused on your performance. You're focused on making sure that you're moving the needle in terms of emotions for your clients. Mm-hmm. I want to. If 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 I'm reading your book, if I'm reading your book, if I'm narrating your book, then I want to to have people go wow these guys are passionate about that subject or if i were doing characters when they're passionate passionate etc i want i want all that to come through not the fact that yeah this guy's tech techie what a geek
0: um, <laughs> that's nice
1: it's support it's in the background but i do want to have it like uh i want a new shiny car and i want to get in the thing and i want it just to work right or if i have an old vintage car i just want to get in it and i want it to work but I don't wanna sit every day and agonize over all this tech stuff. That's all needs to move to the background, and that's my job to assist people in moving that to the background.
0: Great. So, Don, how how do people find out more about VO Jumpstart and the other audio services that you offer?
1: Yep, we are consolidating everything we do on vojumpstart.com, it's all one word. And if you go there, you're gonna see what we have going on. I have all sorts of things. I mean, I'm on multiple platforms. Uh, I'm on LinkedIn, Facebook, Reddit, I, you know, I'm just, I, I, I try to go wherever people are, I, I, I'm looking at doing a clubhouse thing right now. I mean, there's just so much in this business that we can do. So my job is to go where people are and make the most of it. Uh, I, I have a podcast as well, but VO Jumpstart is really our foundational place and everything else stems from there.
0: Well, Don, thanks very much for being a guest again on Voiceover Insider Podcast.
1: Oh, thanks for having me. You're an awesome guy, and I really appreciate your time. Thanks. See you soon.
0: All right. Bye-bye. We hope you found that information helpful and enjoyable. If you would like to book a free strategy session with Julie Williams to talk about your voiceover career, just email julie at voice and she'll get you on the schedule. Thanks again for joining us today. We'll catch you soon on another episode of the VoiceOver Insider podcast.